0: Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. All right, are you ready for the Bible? All right, I'm going to share with you this morning a tradition that we have in my family on Christmas morning. We will actually do this this afternoon when we gather together. We will do this tomorrow morning when we uh, gather. The first thing we do is we open up the Bible and read Luke chapter 2. And uh, I just want to share that experience with you. And I'm going to share about Luke chapter 2. So it's very fitting today, right? Uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 1 says this. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken in the entire Roman world. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news. Would you say good news? a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on whom, on, and on earth <laughs> peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger and when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Let's pray. Father, we love you. And uh, Jesus, we are so appreciative of this time of year, the opportunity to remember, to cherish the greatest story that began your, your being here on earth with us and, and all that, you would, that would come after that. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for stepping out of heaven. Thank you for taking on humanity. Thank you for loving us enough to come, Lord, to seek and save us, the lost, Lord God. We love you back today, and we honor you. We honor your birth, and we just make room for you today. We love you, and we just pray, Lord, today that as we're hearing, God, let let your word, Lord, be meaningful to each person and speak to them right where they are today. And I pray, Father, for the leading and the empowerment of your spirit, God, to share what's in your heart today. We love you and we worship you. You are our hero, Jesus. Amen. So we have been doing Christmas all month long. Um, Three weeks ago, Elizabeth started off our Christmas series with a a message called Prepare Him Room, uh, talking about making room for Jesus in our lives. Uh, Two weeks ago, I talked about the word uh, Messiah or Christ, which means anointed one. And the title of the message was, A King is Born, because anointed one is referring to our King Jesus being born. And it wasn't the king they expected because it wasn't just an earthly king, but Jesus is the King of kings and reigning in heaven over the heavenly realms and over us. And we are so thankful for that. And then last week, we talked about when Christmas is difficult and uh, just kind of talked about you know, the, uh, the, the complexities that come into Christ- Christmas and how do we celebrate Christmas well, but also navigate some of the, the, the negative things that uh, we have to walk through or we have experienced or things that come up in us in the midst of Christmas. And we talked about that last week. And all of those are on the podcast and on Facebook and, and YouTube. Um, today, I want to talk to you about what these angels declared Imagine being a shepherd, if you've been to Bethlehem Walk, I love the way they do it. You go out in Bethlehem Walk and you leave the city and there's the shepherds out there and they're uh, with the, the real sheep and they're talking and hanging out and it's really dark if you go after about six o'clock at night there and um, then this light comes on and like from the second floor this angel appears and you're just like, it, it, everybody turns around, it's, it's pretty glorious and I'm sure that the real thing was even more glorious, right? Right? And I love what the angels declared, and I want to talk to you about that today. In Luke 2.10, it says, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, I give you good news. What kind of news? news? Good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. He is Savior. He is Messiah. He is Lord. I want to dig into those three words a little bit with you uh, for a few moments this morning. He is Savior. You know, Zechariah, who is uh, John the Baptist's uh, father. John the Baptist was born really close to the time of Jesus. Zechariah, when he had his son, he sang about this concept of salvation. And Luke one seventy seven, he says to give his people knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of sins. And what Zechariah is singing about is how John the Baptist would go about talking to people about repentance from sin and about salvation through repentance of sin and the forgiveness of their sins. And of course, Jesus, you know, when we talk about Jesus as Savior, he provides salvation through his death on the cross. He's the provider of it. And because of what he's done on the cross, he has taken our guilt on himself, so that we no longer have to carry guilt. He has taken shame upon him, so that we no longer have to carry shame. And he has taken the fact that we are powerless against sin. We're powerless to, to be good people on our own, but God has raised Jesus from the dead, and he has given us power to live our lives through the Holy Spirit and the ability to walk with him. Because when we make a decision to follow Christ. He gives us the Holy Spirit, and we are born again, and it is a totally new life. Scripture calls it being born again. And I got to tell you, if you've never committed your life to Christ, um, he will do the same for you. He um, wants to be your Savior. He wants to give you his Holy Spirit. He wants to be in close fellowship with you, not a distant God but a close God that you know personally because he loves you. John 3.16 says, For God so what loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son in the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. You know, I love that. For God so loved we were praying this morning in pre-service prayer today, and I was um, thinking about folks coming for Christmas Eve service and all of us. Um, uh, the Lord just spoke to my heart and, and said, you know, uh, Mike, I have enough love for each person in the room. I think for some of us, we feel like the, it is too difficult to love us. And I want to, you to know today that God not only is able to love you, but he does love you. And he wants you to experience his love. He doesn't want it to just be a far or just be an idea, but he already has enough love for you. As humans, we do fail each other, right? We're trying, but we are imperfect and we are are still works in progress, amen? But God loves you completely and he loves you right now. And I want you to know today, that his love is for you, and you can reach out to him and know that he loves you. Amen? The angel called Jesus a savior. He said, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah. Messiah is that the message I preached about a couple weeks ago. That word Messiah uh, and Christ are actually the same word. Messiah is the the Hebrew version transliterated into English, and Christ is the, is the Greek version translated into uh, English. And what it means is anointed one. But whenever the people would hear the phrase anointed one, they would make them think king because they would anoint a king. And so what the angel is saying is that not only is a savior born, but a king has been born. And the fact is, there is a new king that came on Christmas, right? Uh, We don't have to follow the ways of the devil. We don't have to follow the ways uh, that are corrupt. But we can live under God's authority and not under the enemy's authority because we can follow the anointed one, King Jesus. Amen? Isn't it nice to be able to choose a perfect ruler? Isn't it nice to be able to say, actually, I have a perfect king? right? You may not be um, satisfied with politics. I've never met anyone who was satisfied with politics, but we have a perfect king. Amen? Let's start there. The angel said, a savior has been born to you, a messiah or a king, right? And he calls him Lord. Jesus, I love how each of these titles, savior, king, Lord. What Lord means is is that he is the authority, he is the master, he is the ruler, and you know, the the more that I know Jesus, the more that I am just so thankful that he is the Lord. I gave up my rights to be Lord of my life a long time ago. Actually, there was a date, May 5th, 1992. I gave up my rights. I said, I relinquished them. I said, God, I am no longer the king or the ruler or the Lord or the authority of my own life. Anybody here ever been the authority of your own life? It is overrated. Um, And like the owner of a state, when Jesus is Lord, he calls the shots, but he calls the shots... But he is a, he's an authority that we can trust. He's an authority that we can follow. We, he's an authority that we know that he, what's in his heart is for the good of us and mankind and that he's thought it through, that he's not behind the curve. There isn't something that he doesn't see. As a matter of fact, he sees more than I can see, right? And we make Jesus Lord when we choose to follow him. We make him the Lord of our lives when we say, God, I take the reins out of my life and I put them into your life. And I want to follow you. The thing is, is that like Jesus did not come only to be a savior. And Jesus did not come only to be a king. Jesus did not come only to be a Lord, but he actually became to do them all. He came to be our savior, to be our Messiah, our king, and to be our Lord. He came so that we could be restored to the Father. He stayed, came so that we could have a relationship with him. There is just so much that, that is wrapped in this gift of Jesus coming to earth. I think about the arrival of, of the angels and their declaration to these, um, to these folks. It says, Today in, a town, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Those shepherds that day, when they encountered those the angel who made this announcement, they became part of a movement. Y'all follow me? They became part of a movement. They went to see baby Jesus. And when they had seen baby Jesus, it says that they went and told other people. They carried the news to others. It says when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. I wonder if one of the reasons the angels appeared to the shepherds was because the shepherds weren't going to keep their mouth shut. Right? They're like, you know what? If we just tell we we've seen these guys, these guys are gossipers right now. They're talkers. What else are they going to do, right? They're out there with sheep, one, two, yeah, they're there. Let's talk, right? I mean, there's nothing, nothing else to do, I guess, uh, um, not to <laughs> diminish the shepherds. But here they are hearing this news. They go and see it, and they just can't keep their mouths shut. They carried the news to others, and they became part of a movement. And as I, I reflect on the story of Jesus, so many people were part of the movement and helped carry the movement. Mary literally carried Jesus, right? And was part of the movement. uh, Joseph, he carried Mary and Joseph off to Egypt, or Mary and Jesus off to Egypt to escape King Herod and then carried them back into the land when everything was safe. Zechariah and Elizabeth, they did their part to carry the movement. Elizabeth carried John the Baptist, and together, Zechariah and Elizabeth, they raised John the Baptist. And John the Baptist would carry the movement, and he would preach repentance from sin, and that there's a, a preparing a way for Jesus to come. And Jesus didn't just carry the movement, he was the movement, right? A movement that is still transforming lives today. And you and I today are still part of that movement. We are carrying the message of Jesus, that he is Savior, that he is King, and that he is Lord, and that he loves you. We carry the testimony of what he has done in each of our lives. We carry the movement. Uh, a few, about a couple months ago, my son Ethan called me. He was, he's uh, been doing some missionary work in California, and he lives really close to where, um, actually very close to where the Jesus movement started in the 1970s, and um, he's part of a missions organization where, there, if you can imagine, hundreds of young adults who are just sharing Jesus all over the world—that's what they do. Uh, you go into Huntington Beach, and you, you just run into these circuit riders everywhere, right? And they're, they're 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 carrying the movement, if you will. But Ethan called me that day, and and uh, the. the the Jesus movement started in the early 70s and it started right there. Some of you have seen the movie, right? Is it called the, the Jesus movement? I think the, Jesus Revolution is the name of the movie. And it, it, it gives um, a, a history of what happened. Well, Ethan calls me and he said, Dad, I said, yeah. I said, weren't grandma and grandpa, my mom and dad, weren't they saved in the Jesus movement? And I said, well, yeah. I said, they were, I said, they were in um, Pennsylvania, Northwest Pennsylvania, but the Jesus movement was so prolific and it touched so many people's lives that, yeah, they got saved from that moment movement. And Ethan said, I am in the place where that thing started. I said, yeah, you are. He goes, the place where they baptized, it's like not far from here. Like, you can go see it. And they, they show it in the movie. Like, that's the place that it started. And and he was he was excited. And then he said something that was just so profound. He said, Dad, when I have the privilege of leading someone to Jesus, that could be the next grandpa who his children and his children's children would serve the Lord Jesus. And here's my son living in the place where the movement started, a grandson of someone who was saved through the movement in the early 70s. And my dad was lost as lost could be. And God saved my dad and saved my mom. And I thought, God, you are so good. Y'all, there is a movement that has been going on for centuries. And I think sometimes as believers, we, you know, for us, it's like, well, yeah, I got the card in my wallet and yep, I believe in Jesus and you know, when I need it, I pull out that card. When I don't need it, it's back in the wallet kind of thing, right? But you know, the reality is we are part of more than a membership. We are part of a movement. We are part of something that God did and we have this privilege of being part of something that God is doing. You and I are part of, are part of a movement and you and I are raising children that will be part of the movement. You, the, I was thinking about our youth ministry team and just the the growing crowd of young people that are here on a Wednesday night from all different churches and from uh, from Goochland High School and Middle School and who and some a lot who know Jesus and a lot who don't know Jesus. And I thought that youth ministry team they are serving teens that will be part of the movement. Our children's ministry team we've got children's workers working today, and I got to tell you, please say thank you to them today. They are both rejoicing because they get to tell these little ones about Jesus today on Christmas Eve. And that is so excited because they're all so stoked about Christmas, but also they want to be in here with you. If they could do both, they would. So be sure to thank them. But those children ministry workers are serving children who can, will be part of the movement. Parents of littles, all the hard work that you're doing, raising these little ones, they'll be part of this movement, this move, this Jesus movement, I want to encourage you today, what you are part of is so important and so valuable because the life that Jesus can bring into other people's lives, you cannot underestimate the value of that and what it means for people in eternity as well. And I, I just want to encourage you today that to be thankful because when when we're when we're um, in the, the Christmas story and we're thanking Jesus for being born and thanking Him like that was the initiate that was an initiation of a movement that was coming, that would be being born again and having faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to encourage you today, or ask you the question: Are you part of the movement? When I say that, I mean is Jesus when I when I read the Word savior. Is he your savior? You go, well, how do I know if he is my savior? Well, I'm going to get to that in a moment. Is he your king? Is he like the authority of your life? Like it's his way, right? And then when we talk about, is he your Lord? That digs a little bit deeper because Lord is a little bit more personal and a little bit more hands-on. King is a bit more governmental, right? where Lord is is the Lord of my life, right? The director of my life. I think for every one of us, there should be a knowledge in us that we have known what it is to be born again. So how do I know if I've been born again? Well, when you're born again, what happens is you receive the Holy Spirit into your life. That's what happens when you're born again. And the way that born again works is simply when we take the allegiance that I was talking about before out of our hands and we say, Jesus, I want to follow you. I believe in you. you know, what, what predicates that is you already believe in him, right? I believe that you are Jesus, I believe you died, I believe that you rose again, and I believe you did it for a good reason. And that good reason was my sin needed to be paid for, right? My shame needed to be carried, right? Like, like that was the reason, that he did it for me. But he doesn't make you receive the gift, amen? We're all going to open up some kind of gift over the next few days. If you, if you got the gift and you just left it there and didn't open it up and receive it, that would be a dishonorable thing, wouldn't it? The Lord Jesus has provided this gift of salvation. You can't earn it. You can't work for it. You can't go away and try to become a better person and then come in and try to receive it. No, we come in as we are, a mess. A mess. And then he spends all your life transforming you bit by bit. You don't have to have it all together. All you need to do is come to him and admit, I need the gift of salvation. I need forgiveness for my sins. I need to open up this gift, and I need to receive you as my Savior, receive you as my Lord, receive you as my King. And when you make that declaration, when you invite him into your life, he is not going to say, oh, wait a minute. He's not going to say, well, I've got some things I need to talk to you about first. Because he is, as we say in Goochland, sitting on ready. He is ready to receive you that you might know that you've been born again and that you might know that you have received his Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you today, if you have any doubt, if you have any fear, or if you wonder, or that kind of thing, I just want to encourage you today, just cry out to him and say, God, come into my life. I want you 100%. I don't need to be in charge. I want you to lead me and to guide me. Maybe you're a further away. Maybe you still have questions about Jesus, about if he's real, if, and questions about the story and all that kind of stuff. I just want to encourage you, if you're in that place with questions, keep asking questions and ask them to folks that you trust that can answer those questions. I'm an open door for those kind of questions because God has something for you. He cares about you. And he's not intimidated by your hard questions. He's not intimidated about what you've been through. He loves you right where you are. He's not going to force you, but he will compel and draw you to himself because he loves you. Amen. Would you stand with me this morning? I want to take a moment and I want to pray with you. And I I want to pray for um, your next couple of days, but I especially want to pray for the person here who you're not sure that you have received salvation, that you're born again. I'm not saying this to coerce you. This is an invitation. I just want to tell you today that he loves you and that he cares about you. Right where you are, he cares about you. If you're online today and you're like, I I need to make a decision for Jesus, uh, we want to reach out to you. And um, so would you go to our website, victorychristian.church, click on next steps, just give us your information and we will reach out to you this week. Maybe not tomorrow on Christmas, but definitely by Tuesday. If you're in the room today, um, I think for each person, there should be that settledness. Yes, I have indeed given my life to Christ. I know I went through, I've gone through times in my life where I, I doubted, and I thought, was I saved? Was I not saved? And God hasn't called us to fear. Following Christ is not a fear-led thing. It is a he loves you, and we lay down our lives for him thing. He loved us first. He doesn't want you in fear. He doesn't want you in doubt. He doesn't want you in those places. He wants you to know his love, experience his love. Now, when we receive him, we also lay aside our rights and we just say, God, I trust you and I'm going to follow you in your ways. We don't perform to be saved. We serve because we have been saved. Can I say that to you again? We don't perform to be saved. None of us can be good enough. I know a lot of good people. None of us are good enough. But we serve him because we have been saved. We follow him because we have been saved. But he receives you right where you are today. I'm going to pray today and just close your eyes with me today. Just ask everyone to close your eyes because I'm going to ask a, a certain a couple people to raise their hands if it's them today and I don't want people to be worried about whether or not people are looking around maybe you're here today and you're like I'm not sure and I need to know would you slip your hand up today I just want to pray with you today thank you thank you you can put your hand down maybe you're here today and you're like you know I've committed my life to Jesus, but I have not followed Him like I said I would. And I just I need to I need to follow Him. I need to put my life into His hands, just with every eye closed. Would you lay your hand, you put your hand up as well? Thank you, thank you, thank you. You can put your hand down. Maybe you didn't get a chance. Put your hand up. You can put your hand up in your heart. I'm going to pray for you today today, if you're in that place where you're unsure, after I pray today, I'd love for you to come up here and let me or somebody on the prayer team pray with you. Just pray with you, and talk with you. Let's just take some moment now and pray. Father, we love you. Jesus, thank you for coming. We declare in this room, you are Savior. You are King and you are Lord. Lord, we're thankful for the gift of salvation. Lord, thank you for all that you've done, for all that you are. Thank you for the love with which you laid down your life and paid for my sins. Thank you, God, for the love with which you came into this world. And today, Lord Jesus, we just declare we love you back and we worship you and we honor you. God, I pray for those today who are not sure whether or not they're walking with you, or if they've received your Holy Spirit in their life, Lord, today, let the matter be settled. Lord Jesus, we ask you, would you forgive our sin, Lord, as we turn to you right now and say, Jesus, we want to follow after you. For those, Lord, who they've made that decision, but they haven't been walking it out right now, we just ask for your forgiveness. We thank you, God, that you're such a merciful God. You're so willing to forgive. We ask for your forgiveness. and We just say, Lord, help us to walk after you and to follow after you. We thank you, Jesus, and we worship you. Lord, I pray that as we celebrate you and celebrate Christmas, Lord, God, that there be just moments where we can just thank you for your presence. Thank you for your goodness and thank you for who you are. Lord, for those today who Christmas is difficult, for whatever reason, maybe losing someone they love, maybe just things are complicated, maybe things are coming up in their heart. God, with your Holy Spirit, would you come bring comfort and rest? And Lord, help us to navigate those difficult things. Jesus, we honor you and we honor your birth this Christmas. We honor who you are and we declare indeed you are Savior you are king and you are lord we love you and worship you thank you jesus thank you jesus amen thanks again for listening if you'd like to connect with us or if you'd like to know how you can give go to victorychristian.church